0: Storm and Ricardo bringing you the netballing moments that matter. Centre pass in focus on SENZ. Welcome into Centre Pass and Focus on SENZ for your Tuesday evening. Kieran in for Ricardo, I've uh, bumped myself up one rank from producer's seat to host seat, uh, taking you through the hour talking all things ANZ Premiership. And as always, the Centurion, Silver Fern number 162, none other than Storm Purvis. How are you, Storm?
1: Thank you. All my accolades in one short little title, I like it. Could have I'm gone great. on,
0: could have gone on. No,
1: you couldn't have.
0: No, I just thought, since I wasn't here last week, I had to throw on the Centurion, so... Congratulations from me.
1: Okay, and that'll be the last time we bring it up.
0: Right, no celebration again? No. I liked that last week, opening with good. a little celebration. So yeah, yeah, uh, all right, I'll, I'll spear you the, uh, the embarrassment <laughs> again like I know you are.
1: Well, there's been... S- so many other things to talk about after last round so we don't even need to bring that up let's just move right along
0: just a season of milestones isn't it really
1: oh there's been so so many hundreds this particular season over the last couple of weeks so I'm kind of like no mm, oh, takes the shine off mine a little bit because everyone's yeah. getting them now the longevity of these people it's crazy I
0: think you're liking that though aren't you you weren't very happy when I text you <laughs> I sent you a text saying congratulations and you just said never again <laughs>
1: That that was it. I think I had my auto reply on, and every text that came in, I was like, thanks, never again. Thanks, never again. It
0: just became like spam mail. Yeah, yeah.
1: No. <laughs> but thanks, Kez, appreciate it. No,
0: no stress at all. Hey, another, uh, well, for me personally as a, uh, a Mystics, mm. I, I can say tragic now, we lost three games in a row. Yeah. Uh, it was a very interesting round of, uh, of ANZ Premiership, wasn't
1: it? Look, it was. There were some big wins, some close wins, close losses, and, and a whole lot of blowouts. So, I mean, we were just talking off air about the tactics, having that great win over the Mystics, which the very next day became not a great win because the Stars managed to put 21 on the Mystics. Tactics only won by five. And then, like... Last night, the tactics got smoked by the pulse by 13 goals, I think. So we're seeing these big sort of peaks and troughs. And I guess it's quite reflective of what's happening at this stage of the season. I think we've got some tired bodies out there. We've seen so many COVID catch-up games. You know, every player we talk to is like, yeah, it's our seventh game in 12 days or something ridiculous. So... I think the results we're seeing and the kind of varying intensity of goals scored and and whatnot is quite reflective of the fact that these gals are bloody tired.
0: Oh, and you you just would be, wouldn't you? I think the start, what is it, we have quite a few games next round and I think the Stars have got the worst of it.
1: Yeah, I think the Stars and the Steel up there have the most catch-up games to play. So even in the round alone, we've still got four games, but on top of that, there is... Five catch-up yeah. games to be yeah. played, before yeah. the finals even, and we all wrap up on the 12th of June. So if you do your math, not that many weeks, and about 12, 11 games in April still to go.
0: Yeah, 100%. so It's going to be interesting to see whether that takes an effect <laughs> leading into whoever makes the elimination final, or even the grand yeah. final, Yeah, whether that, uh, that lingers. Hey, should we start off with the tactics though?
1: Mm, sure, the tactics, right. Well, it was nice to see them pull out a pretty good performance against the Mystics Um, obviously elephant in the room Mystics don't have Grace and Wiki, and we're not here to talk about the Mystics just right now but the tactics looked pretty slick in that match up here in Auckland Um, and then yeah, the next day, or oh, sorry, two days later, down in Wellington, I was calling that game for Sky Sport, and I was thinking, yeah, the tactics—they're on a roll. They've had two good wins in a row. They're starting to peak, you know, a little bit too little, too late, but you know, good on them, giving it a good shout, a good shot, and then just got absolutely dismantled dismantled by the physicality of the Pulse last night. You know, that was a physical game to see on the ground, and a lot of comments came through from the broadcast that. Yeah, it looked rough out there. So again, reflective, tired bodies, your skill level drops down so people sort of resort to doing the muscle-up, lazy kind of contest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the Tactics girls did not like it. Um, Christiana Manua had a had a fantastic game and really got into the head of Te Selby racket Rickett. Um, so... Yeah, the poor tactics, they're down and out now. They have absolutely no chance of making that top three. Prior to last night's loss, they were in with the teeny tiny mathematical chance that they were really holding on to, but um, it's all gone now. Sorry, tax. Yeah,
0: and that's that's the one thing that sort of surprised me. You mentioned there, obviously, no Grace Wiki for the Mystics, but mm-hmm. Jane Watson being missing all season with obviously being pregnant, yeah. it, it sort of hasn't really been talked about as much as I thought it would. Obviously, the Tactics made the grand final last year and they played the Mystics, mm. but they've just been really struggling without her. And that's not to say that, that Karen Berger hasn't been putting in double or triple time mm. on, the, on the, in that defence, but is, is it Jane Watson that's sort of been the, the missing piece?
1: I think she definitely has played a huge part. Uh, not only is she one of the best goalkeepers in the world, uh, she was also, you know, the heart and soul of the tactics, their captain, you know, the person bellowing calls from that end of the court all game and a really good motivator for the side. And while Karen Berger had a great start to the season, I think we've seen over the last couple of weeks a bit of frustration leak into her game, just, you know, not being able to play that beautiful combination defence that she's used to with Jane. Um, not to say that, you know, Kate Lloyd, Claire, and Awe Tao, they've been good, mm. but they haven't. F- Uh, Form this great combination and I think Karen's just had a guts full of it by now and and last night that really showed Um, you know we're going to talk about Grace aren't we a lot and it's telling that you know there is probably one player in each team that is really worth 10 goals or more for a side and I think Jane Watson was probably that player for the tactics this year
0: and she completely was. I mean, the tactics on on the the good note of things on that uh, Saturday match against the Mystics, they they just really took control of it, and that was the sort of first time that I'd seen the tactics really do that for four quarters because it was it was tied up thirteen apiece at mm-hmm. the end of the thir- uh, first quarter, mm-hmm. and um, they just seemed to to dismantle them from there, just go on and just and just hold it through and really grind out the win. Topias Albert Rickett had a phenomenal game oh
1: she did and, and it was their attacking end really that really stepped up um i say this a lot on this show that, that you know that attacking end. i just want to shake sometimes because they've been together so long <laughs> and they never managed to pull out consistent performances so that was really promising to see but unfortunately as i said it was all undone last night
0: yes yes, yes it was. so they want to finish home. on a
1: high i know they've got two games at home next week um sunday night and monday night so they'll just be looking forward to a high flying finish and then it's all done.
0: Yeah, have a breather. (laughs) Have a breather. Get Jane back, regroup. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Moving on from uh, Tactics Mystics on Saturday, we then went uh, to ILT Stadium Southland where we saw the Steel take on the Pulse and once again... Uh, it's it's always a thriller when these two te- teams play each other at the moment, isn't it?
1: I just feel like when anyone plays the steel at the moment, George Fisher is so fun to watch um, steel goal shoot, but defenders know how to get in her head, and I think the battle in that circle, the shooting circle of the steel, is always fun to watch. But that was a real was always going to be a really telling game for the Pulse because they'd kind of dropped in and out of consistency in the weeks leading up to that, but. Really, kind of put their foot down, showed the steel who's boss. The steel was still floating around that kind of area where they could make top three. It's looking less and less likely now. They need results to go their way, um, and the Pulse just really went down there and said, "Nah, not happening. We're, we're in the top three. You're not." Yeah, that's <laughs> and, right. They, they really
0: dominant. did that, didn't they? With a with a ten point win in the end. Yeah. But uh, there was a few things this weekend that really caught me off guard. And the first one for me, Shannon Saunders. Oh, she was, yes. She was naughty.
1: I actually forgot about that. She got sent off. Our first send-off of the season. We usually see one or two. Um, You know, and sometimes that happens, and I just feel like you get the umpire on a bad day, and that's not to say the umpire's doing anything wrong. They're doing their job. It's completely up to them to make those calls and feel like they are controlling the game and keeping it in control. And what was she doing? Persistent... um, Offside. Persistent offside, which is delaying of the game, and if it appears that she's doing it on purpose and deliberately to mess up the uh, flow yeah. of the pulse, then good on an umpire for picking up on it and saying, nah, I'm on to you, go sit down for 100%. a bit, you're out of here. But Shannon Saunders is not someone you'd pick to do that. I mean, she's the steel captain. She's a bit of a goody-good old Shan. She won't mind me saying that. So she wouldn't have enjoyed no, that very much. yeah, it caught
0: me by surprise. I think I think I got a text for that because it was post the uh, Mystics game and I was at just for that game yeah. and uh, I had to double take. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I, I know, never I thought could... I'd see that at all. Yeah. Hey, from one shooting into another, though, in that game, Alia and Tiana, composure. They missed three shots between them.
1: Crazy. I mean, Alia done 98%. She missed just the one shot, Tiana, the two. Um, but that, you know, I feel sorry, felt sorry for the Steel defenders who haven't had the worst season. You know, Kate billy has been a great find for them down there, but they just couldn't do anything to get into the heads of Aaliyah and Tiana. And that was nice to see because, you know, it's that end that I feel for the Pulse goes in and out of consistency a bit. And so to see them back to their best and they backed it up last night again um, over the tactics was great to see. So both of those names will be high on Dame Nolene Toto's list come uh, Silver Ferns trials in a few weeks' time.
0: They just have to be, wouldn't they? Are yeah, just playing? Yeah out of her skin this Absolutely. season hey we'll, we'll touch on the steel and the magic on sunday before we talk about uh the obvious pain for me stars <laughs> you're Mystics. really delaying
1: it yeah I, I really
0: i'm just trying to i'm trying to get out of, i think we've got about three minutes i'm just trying to get out to the break as fast as possible so we don't have to mention it um, but yeah it was the magic heading down to ilt once again um, and apart from the first quarter which the steel got a seven goal lead it it generally felt quite close to me.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I actually thought it was nice to see the Magic, um, especially in their attacking end, really look like they're finding some form now, and obviously they've been heavily affected by not only COVID, Emilia-Anne Canasio, who is a superstar in her own right, coming back from her second child. Um, you know, players being in and out, not having a strong wing attack or a player who's a traditional wing attack down that attacking end. They were always going to take the whole season to really find their groove. Um, so, like, we knew that, and you kind of forgive the po- I mean, the magic, sorry, for some of their not-so-great performances earlier in the season. But, you know, that shooting circle of um, Amelia anne and Bailey is is so fun to watch and I think Mills shot 90% in that game and Mm. played a full game only had the three turnovers for someone who's playing in that goal shoot goal attack position where your possession is so high Uh, to only have three turnovers is a great outing from her another one I know Knowles will be keeping a close eye on obviously you know Silverfern's captain in the past and was a superstar at the 2019 World Cup so it's encouraging to see her slowly getting back to her best. Even though you know the magic, they did lose that by what eleven. Um, so yeah, you know it, it wasn't a close one. But I agree with you; yeah, it felt it
0: felt close. Closer. It definitely looked close. And that yes. that for me as well was Bailey Mez's best game of the season. And I did have a little question for you on that: Is Bailey Mez the best uh, defensive? attacker.
1: So she's not only probably up there along with Jamie Hume who we're going to have um, yes, on the show yeah, a bit definitely. later. They're both great defensive attackers and as an ex-defender that was just so important to me. I say, like, you get your asses on defence please ladies because we have to do so much work to bring the ball down to you. So it's only fair that you repay on, on defence. And people back in the day used to ponder should we put Bailey Mez into you know wing defence or goal defence? She's got the attributes. But it's a rebounding for me that just blows my mind. You she know? was just, I, I've
0: never seen her jump that high oh, before ever no. it was she was out jumping absolutely everyone
1: and it's her timing she's just so clever I guess you have that added knowledge of when you're letting go of the ball you know when it's going to come back but um, when she misses it you can kind of place your bets that you know Bailey misses, is going to get the rebound so you forgive her for it so great <laughs> to see her making some form at the right time as well
0: as always and uh, yes it is time uh, the embarrassing uh, game to watch for myself, but at the same time, a stunning performance from the stars. It, they they ended up winning by twenty one, yeah. which uh, if I was a punting man, I definitely would never have picked. No. Uh, leading into it, but it was yeah, they just dismantled them on in almost every aspect. And I have a few uh, storm stat chat little stats. Love it. That Hit me with them. I don't know them. if you've picked up on. Go for it. Gina Crampton and Mila, forty seven and forty nine feeds compared to Peta Toyava's thirty three and Taylor Earls twenty one.
1: Isn't it crazy?
0: Doesn't that just show? Because usually it would be the other way around. Yeah. And it's just pizza it and Taze, just non-stop, just yeah. dashing the ball up into Grace or whoever's down there. Uh, the last stat that I have for you on this one, my apologies, 23 subs from the Woo! Mystics. And the the biggest one for me is my second surprise of the weekend, <laughs> Phoenix Karaka going from goal D to goal shoot.
1: Look... Uh- People may have been surprised to see this. And uh, to be fair, an ANZ Premiership match is probably not the best place to just pull someone out and give them a go at goal shoot. But Phoenix, Kartika did play there a lot at school level, at age group level. When we were playing Auckland under-17s, she was quite often in at goal shoot. And I know you're thinking Storm under-17s. That was a long time ago. But uh, in her, what, four minutes, five <laughs> minutes, uh, she shot one from one, 100%. She yeah, 100%. didn't look out of place. But it obviously didn't work for them, and I felt sorry for the shooters that were on the bench for the Mystics that had been pulled in, who, you know, trained their asses off in that circle to be ready to take the court. So, look, a little bit of desperation from the Mystics, I'm sure they are without Grace and Wickey. Um, and you're right, they just seem to really be imploding without her on court, which is not fun to watch if you're a Mystic supporter. I mean, not fun to Definitely watch not. at all. Um but it's it's fascinating. It is fascinating because especially again,
0: at this time of the season. Oh, I as know
1: well. things are heating up now, guys. The table, it's getting exciting. Don't worry. <laughs> Grand
0: final or elimination final. Hey, you that's know, a good it's... thing we can ask uh, Tia Winnie Kitty on the other side. Uh, obviously, working with the Mystics, she's sort of a assistant to the assistant. Yes, if that makes sense. Yes, so she's right. uh, makes up the power team of Helene and Rob Wright. Hey, eight fourteen here on ECNZ Centre Pass in Focus. We will be catching up with Tia after the break. 18 minutes past 8 and just quickly carrying on uh from what I oh the score's just gone. Uh Moana Pacifica against the Force. It is a makeup game and I have been asked to update you on the score. So it's 14-26 the Force lead Moana Pacifica. Hey, just before the breakstorm we we were talking a lot about the Mystics but uh we were, we didn't mention one of the Mystics teams and that was the Mystics men. So mm. Joining us on the line now is uh, one of the masterminds behind both Mystics teams, uh, Tia Winnakeray. Tia, how are you?
1: Thanks, Kieran. How are you? Hi, Storm. Hello. Hey, Tia. Sorry there. Hey, Tia. Well, we'll start with the men's game then, shall we? Because we didn't get a chance to talk about that at the top of the show, But um, another great match seeing them both out there. The second match, obviously, you guys getting the win uh, a few weeks ago. But over the weekend, it was the Stars getting the one goal win. What did you make of it? It was such a spectacle, and I'm sure it was a very fun game to coach.
2: Yeah, it was, you're right on both um, respects, Storm. Uh, it was a wonderful spectacle and it was absolutely fantastic to coach. Uh, what was so exciting about it is that the match was closer and uh, when the match is closer, everything's on the line and you've got to work really, really hard at all the things you've been practising to, uh, to try and get yourself across the line. So all due respect to the stars for coming uh, back with a vengeance Uh, and and bringing a really strong competitive game to us. So it was really good.
1: So it's two each now on the ledger. Will we see a third? Oh, one each, sorry. That's a
2: great question. Yeah, it's one each. Um, We would, if there was an opportunity to play again at any point in time, then we would love, the Mystics men's team would absolutely welcome that opportunity. The opportunity to play for the first time was was gold Uh, a second time was even better and then uh, I guess when we did the first one we didn't know we were going to play the second game likewise we've done the second game if there's an opportunity to do a third at any point in time we would we would love that.
1: Well we as spectators would love to see it too because one all in a series is no fun for anyone so bring on the final. Uh, Tia given the sort of kind of tight turnaround between games one and two. Did you notice a difference? Obviously it was a closer game so that's always reflective of a good match but what sort of difference did you notice in the quality of the game out there?
2: Yeah I think we saw uh, the same athleticism and skill that the men have in their game and definitely the speed. So those things were consistent in the game. The, the Probably the biggest difference in the game was the uh, I guess the fierceness of the competition between individuals on in court and the challenge that came with that and how well you can uh, do what you do really well under more pressure than you were put under before. So I think from that point of view, uh, that was one of the, the differences and the golden piece because if you, when you're under that pressure, you, um, you have to execute. So much more precisely. So we did see uh, some inconsistent periods of play, but we also saw some really quality skill level play uh, that we have been working towards in the short time that we have had to practice.
0: Oh, and it, it definitely shows too. I mean, obviously, over the last few years since uh, the men's sides were introduced, sort of in the Cadbury series, etc., um, you can really see how the game's lifted, and it and it's definitely. Uh, that game on the weekend was a lot more physical. Hey, we've seen, we've seen obviously, the players, Cruz Tangira, Joe Tukaki, those sort of uh, pioneers, I would say, for men's netball. Do you see a, a definite potential for a, for a men's league? I mean, obviously, stars defender uh, Tsumi Apisai was a former uh, Breakers Development basketball player and New Zealand under-19s. Have you seen a, a rapid growth just over the last even year, Tia? And do you think that uh, there can be potential for a league
2: that's probably not a question I can answer uh, in terms of what might happen next. I definitely would say there's potential. I think there's strong level of interest. And at the under 17 uh, national tournament this year, there's there's a there's a drive to have a boys uh, under 17s grade. Uh, so, or the under 18s. Under I can't remember if it's 17s or 18s. But the at that level. Uh, some of the netball centres around the country are, are doing their best to... Uh, there's some trials being held at Waitakere uh, soon. So we're seeing uh, pockets of different competitions coming up, I guess, at the community level, which is fantastic, because up until that point, uh, boys playing netball had, would stop after they go to high school. Uh, however, some of that landscape's starting to change in the community, and when we, when the community start to see... The men's game being televised more and having more of a presence uh in the media and and on show that should help the growth of the grassroots game as well so potentially yes there is and that's not to take away from what already exists in terms of the the competitions that the men's and mixed association in Aotearoa already have so uh i think the potential is there in the Opportunity will grow through initiatives like the one that we've seen in the last two games. Absolutely.
1: I mean, how reflective of that is just the whole you've got to see it to be it uh, mantra. That's that's awesome to hear going forward. Tia, we will move on to the women's game now. Um, and I hate to bring it up. Mystics, three losses in a row. Oh,
0: turn my mic off now.
1: <laughs> Tell me, Tia, what is the mood like in Mystics camp at the moment?
2: Yeah, look... Uh, three in a row it's a it's a tough gig especially when you've been uh at the top of the game in the competition for the for the for the beginning of the season and through the middle of the season we're good at mystics and uh we've got a strong unit and a strong culture uh to draw on and over the next uh week or so we'll be looking at ourselves and uh thinking about how we execute Uh, what we need to practice intently and then how we go forward as mystics uh, doing things the mystics way so from that point of view the team's good and, and the team is strong.
0: Always providing that uh, mystics manner, as we <laughs> as we called it. Hey, Zia, so yeah, just a quick little one. Uh, Helene Wilson on the bench alone this weekend. Um, how, how was it, sort of having that Rob Wright treatment? I mean, you were sort of on the on the iPad on the earpieces. Was that frustrating in a way? And does that make uh, the communication towards the team a lot harder?
2: It's a great question, Kieran. Um, and I coached two games from the couch on. On Sunday afternoon, uh, the first one being the men's, and the second one in, with Robin, Helene, and the women's. And it's certain uh, there's two ways to describe it. One is you have an intense focus when you're watching it on the TV. Uh, that's different from being in the arena. There's there's no noise, uh, and there's there's this intense focus on the television. And the dialogue between the coaching staff was identical to what we experience on the. On the bench when we're there in person together Uh, and we prepared ourselves to manage the communication and the breaks in a different way than we normally would so overall uh having done it more than once at mystics uh both last year and this year we've developed ourselves a a system and a plan to be able to deal with those things even though they're different in in an unusual way to manage the coaching uh communication or discussion.
1: Yeah, absolutely. For those who don't know what Tia's referring to, they're obviously Rob Wright being stuck on the other side of the ditch for quite a while last year, and he was the iPad man, the floating head on the Mystics bench at the start of your season last year. So you're right, you're pros at it now. It's good to hear. Um, on the topic of coaching, Helene Wilson obviously um, announcing that she is stepping down at the end of the year. Was that a big shock, Tia? And um, are you going to put your hat in the ring, a ring in the hat, sorry, name in the hat, as a replacement
2: no, <laughs> oh, that's a great question um yes it was an absolute surprise uh to to the team and and to all of us because helene has been an absolute uh I, it's difficult for me to just find the right word but she has driven the success of the mystics for a really long time and the success that we that we have enjoyed last year and coming into this year uh has been underpinned by a lot of very well-founded principles and strong drive from helene so uh it was a it was a shock but it's where she's going she's going to do some fabulous things for women in sport and the job that she's taking on will be fruitful for all women so i think who are who are either in coaching positions or strategic or leadership positions within sports i think where she's going they're very lucky to have her. In An answer to your second question, I haven't even thought about that. <laughs> um, we, sure. we're, at, we're at the, uh, the point end of the season, it's the business end of the season and uh, we've got a lot of, there's a, there's a lot to do in front of us before Helene goes and uh, that's what we're working on at the moment.
1: Fair enough, that makes total sense to you. Can you tell me if uh, the replacement sort of... Um process has started though I mean was that the point of the announcement trying to just get some people putting their hands up and get it um, talked about a bit given you know you are close to the end of the season the timing did seem a bit odd to some people.
2: Uh, I wasn't involved in the timing of the announcement Um, I think there's a balance between uh, when you've been in a position this is just my opinion when you've been in a position for some time uh the respect that you show for people in terms of how you honor them uh with with information is an important aspect of any communication or decision around how to announce things like that so i guess the timing is the timing and uh it makes it no easier no uh doing it now or at the end of the season but i guess um Yeah, that's the decision the organisation made, or both organisations, the one that Helena's leaving and then the one that she's going to.
0: Uh, Only time will tell, Tia, uh, (laughs) both with uh, the rest of the season and obviously who will be coach uh, next year. Thank you so much for taking time out of your night to join us here on Centre Pass. Really looking forward to Saturday where we take on the pulse at the Trust Auckland Arena. Thank you so much, Tia.
2: Hey, no problem. And thanks to you guys too for um, giving the men the opportunity to have uh, some more time in the public arena. It's, it's great. Oh, we love it. Bring Always. it on. Always. <laughs> thanks, Tia.
0: Hey, so that was Tia Wieneriki of the Northern Mystics men's and women's side. Uh, coming up after this... It's my favourite time of the show, personally, and Ben's nodding his head to it. He's got a tally, and uh, at the end of the season, we're going to get a final MVP or final captain. It's Storm's performance of the week. Welcome back into Center Pass In Focus on SENZ. 35 minutes past eight. Give us a text anytime, Double eight, double three on the temper bedpost bed machine. If you have a question or want to uh, put in a formal complaint about Storm Seam of the Week, we never know, uh, star shooter Jamie Hume coming up on the other side. But now... It is my favourite time of the week. I like to call it uh, Storm's Burnt Bridges, because uh, if yeah. you don't make the team, uh, apparently they don't, talk, they to don't talk to you anymore.
1: No, they don't. It's just yeah. what happens. I have that much power and weight over their feelings, it seems.
0: You do. You Stupidly. Do. Cause, yeah, because they're, they're all listening in at 8.35pm <laughs> on a Tuesday night. Anyway, exactly. where, where are we going to start this week, Storm?
1: Well, oh, hmm. why don't we start at the defence end?
0: All right. All yeah. right. Let's do it. I've, okay. I've, by the way, you've you've told me while we were in that ad right there that the team's a little bit spicy this week. Do you know? We what, switched it, it up.
1: I reckon there's a few names in here. I'll need Ben in the producers' booth to to clarify for me. But a few names that may be making their debut appearance in Storms top seven.
0: Very excited. We'll always see. always good to pick up your first cap.
1: I might be wrong, but we'll see. Anyway, goal keep. we have Ellie Timu from the Stars, who has been playing goal defence all season. But now that Anna Harrison has COVID, uh, Kayla Cullen, Kayla Johnson, sorry, has been in that goal defence bib and Ali Team has slotted in at the back and playing amazingly. I mean, she's been incredible all season, but um, over the weekend, 10 games against the Mystics and we saw the Mystics pull out four different goal shoots, maybe even five in that match. Including Fee. Including yeah. Phoenix-Karticus. So, you know, that's always a very telling sign that you're doing your job as a keeper. I mean, 10 games, unbelievable. I know we're used to talking about Kelly Drury getting 10 games, but she didn't over the Weekend, so it's Ellie Timu and the goalkeeper. Wow, wow! Yeah. I guess
0: you won't be hearing from uh, Kelly this weekend, will you? Well, I, hope I think so. is, is that the Ben. You, you might be able to help here. Is that the first time Kelly's not made it? No. Oh no, we've had that before. I think we've I've had yeah, we've had I've that had
1: before. Sulu and possibly Anna Harrison as well in at goalkeeper. Yeah, two
0: very very good defenders. Moving on.
1: Moving on to goal defence, uh, it's actually Christiane at Manua. From the pulse. Very uh, well
0: deserved, I must say.
1: Yeah. Look, she was MVP in last night's match over the tactics. And we'd been talking about Tapia Selby-Rickett uh, tactics goal attack and how amazingly she'd been playing recently and how she was on the sweet roll. And we were really excited about that battle between Selby-Rickett and Manoa. And uh, Christiana was just outstanding. You know, she brought the physical game which really got into the head of the tactics shooters and she just brings something different to this New Zealand defensive style she's very man-on-man tight body marker um, and it was very very effective so that might be a debut for her possibly it is Ben's nodding his head well done Christiana my (laughs) goldie of the week
0: (laughs) congratulations very very well earned
1: Right, wing defence, Holly Fowler from the Stars, and I think that might be two in a row for Holly Fowler. Uh, With uh, Anna Harrison being sick, not playing at the moment, Kayla Johnson's had to slot into the goal defence bib, and Holly Fowler is now getting consistent minutes at at wing defence and just doing a stellar job. Um, Yeah, two games in the first half against the Mystics, Wing Ds aren't known for getting games. You know, they're there to set up the play. They're there to hustle and do the work to make the defenders behind them look good. But Holly's doing both. You know, her defenders are getting amazing ball, but she's actually getting ball in hand herself. And, you know, she's had a tough couple of years, back-to-back ACLs, uh, injuries, which take you a long time to get over, not only physically, but mentally. Uh, and it's great to see her back in the purple of the stars' colours and really finding some great form at this later half of the season.
0: Yeah, definitely one of the players I was uh, screaming at the telly at.
1: Well, no, I uh, bet. Just
0: because, yes, like you said before, stellar performance. Well deserved.
1: If you're not aware, guys, you, you might not have noticed, but Karen is a. He bleeds blue. He's a big old Mystics I'm
0: trying so hard to. to just to in just, case
1: you didn't pick up on it.
0: it. It's just the wrong week. <laughs> it's the wrong week for me to be hosting. Mystics lost three in a row. Anyway, let's move on, Storman, and get me off this mind track.
1: Centre, Kate Heffernan. From the steel, Uh, solid, never really does anything wrong and also is never really either super flashy, so may not be someone you automatically think of for that centre bib. but um, I'm a defender uh, from my past, so I really enjoy defensive play. For a centre, she got five games. I mean, that's more than circle defenders are getting um, against the Magic. So, you know, she is, I reckon, someone, she's taller, a taller centre. She's very calm. Um, she's fit and comes from the wing D background. So she's, you know, got the natural ability to just switch into defence, but it's her attacking game that's also really picked up this year, which is not something that comes naturally to a lot of people. So she's had to work for it. Um, and it's, it's really pulling off. I think her combination with Shannon Saunders is really exciting to watch. So well done, Kate. You're my centre this week from the Steel.
0: Love it. Both the twins, actually, had a stunner for me. Yeah, they I'd did. Say.
1: Georgia yeah, and yeah. the goal attack but She's yeah. not my goal attack, spoiler alert, but I agree. <laughs> she she did well in the absence of Xavier Tui for the steal. Uh, wing attack, it's Gina Crampton again. Um, we talked about her at the top of the hour, didn't we? Unstoppable. Um, unstoppable. And it's a combination with Mila. I think Mila Rowley-Buchanan and Gina Crampton are players number one and number two in the entire league for feeds. So that's the amount of... Uh, most amount of feeds into the shooting circle. It's not often that you would have, you know, normally one person from the team dominates that stat and then the others kind of, you know, make up all the rest. But to have both centre and wing attack from the same team as one and two in the entire competition just says so much about their style of play. And uh, that must be so hard to defend because you never know who's going to be providing the most... I guess, uh, delivering the most into that shooting circle. And, you know, I, I talk about these players a lot and saying they're finding form at the right time, but Gina Crampton is definitely one of those players who really is putting her hand up and saying, I'm the Silver Ferns captain for a reason, and I deserve this wing attack bib, and I'm bloody good at it. And, yeah, she's just having a, a hell of a time for the stars at the moment, so I love to see it.
0: She is. And who is she feeding in the, in the shooter circle this week?
1: Well, this is... Controversial one But I've actually Gone with meals Amelia and Iconasio cool.
0: Very very cool. We talked about it At the top
1: We did And I just feel like She's making a hell of a comeback You know Second child She had not a great time With COVID There's a lot of pressure on her She's driving up from Wellington To train and play For the Magic Who are based in Tauranga This year I believe So you know She's got a lot on her plate 90% percent Three turnovers such a calming presence down that magic attacking end, which they really need. You know, they're not playing with a natural wing attack at the moment. So she's having to do a lot of that extra work as well. And shout out to Bailey Mez, her um, shooting partner, doing the same. No room for Bailey in this team, sorry, though. It's just all meals. Um, and for that, she's actually my captain this week. Wow. Yeah. I just think, yeah, she's making a difference for that magic side and that's what you want in your captain.
0: She is. And, and I'm hoping that, or oh, it's almost inevitable to me that we see her uh, put on the other black dress at some point very, very soon.
1: I hope so. We know Nolene Todor is big on her fitness standards, so my fingers and toes are crossed yes. that meals will get there in time. Yes,
0: 100%. Rounding it out.
1: Goal shoot. It's, it's Aaliyah done. It had to be. It really did. Well, it was her or Maya Wilson, and I couldn't really pick, but I've gone with Aaliyah.
0: Not on her 100th, Maya.
1: I know. We haven't even talked about that. We'll talk to Jamie about Maya reaching her 100th. But um, Aaliyah done 98% and 90%. You know, we've quite often seen shooters who have the back-to-back games shoot really high in one game and then really fall off in the second game because it's hard to maintain um, that kind of performance over such a short period of time. So... Uh, hats off to her, you know. She had a tough game up against, you know, Karen Berger and, and Kalera. Now I tau from the tactics. It was a really rough old game that last night. And Aaliyah stuck her hand up. She was presenting constantly. She wants the ball, wants to put it up and managed to shoot at 90%. So, you know, only missed the one in that game against the Steel, which we already talked about. She's just so cool and calm and someone who's, you know, quite fun to watch if you just want to see... A masterclass of of just doing the basics really well. Composure. 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 That's the word.
0: Oh no! Hey, look, I'm I'm a very big fan of that team. Good. I really do enjoy it. Nice team. It's a weird one for me.
1: Yeah. Do you know what the weirdest thing is?
0: What what was it? This might
1: be the first time ever. No mystics in the team.
0: Right, we're going to shoot off to it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even do that on purpose. It just, just the way it happened. Just
0: a spot of me. No, and that, that is fair play as well, obviously. <laughs> Losing three in a row and uh, it wasn't three nice games no, as well. No. Hey, but we will move on, though. And on the other side, we've got a, a good friend of yours, Storm, and a good friend of, obviously, we talked about Fresh centurion, Youngest Youngest ever.
1: I would say so. I don't know if that's um, confirmed, but Maya Wilson, pretty damn young to to reach that milestone
0: for sure. 100 games. Hey, Jamie Hume coming up after the break. That was Storm's performance of the week uh, and something a bit different, so enjoy that. Storm, it's probably one of our duo favourite times of the show. It's get to know uh, It's time where we get on our favourite player from the week. And this week, star shooter, none other, your good friend, Jamie Hume. Jamie, how are you?
1: Hi, good, thanks. Thanks for having me.
0: No stress at all.
1: No, no. Thank you, Jay, for joining us. Uh, we were going to talk <laughs> to your shooting partner in crime, Maya Wilson, but of course she's busy graduating right now.
3: She is. She is. So stoked for her today. It's been a long time coming, so she'll be she'll be enjoying her evening, I'm sure.
1: We'll get all the Maya chat out of the way early because we want to talk about you. But she did reach a big milestone—her uh, 100th match over the weekend. Probably one of the youngest players to ever do it. Uh, how proud of you? How proud of her are you on that? And also, just uh, you know, both of your form, forms really peaking at the right time at the moment.
3: Yeah, super proud of Maya. She's um, she's a bit of a legend, and it, it, I don't know. She seems. Seems like she's much older than what she actually is. Um, and for her to reach 100 already, is it's pretty amazing. But, um, yeah, I say it all the time. I've got to be one of the luckiest goal attacks. I reckon she's such a solid... Rock in the back there, and we're we're really lucky to have
1: her. So yeah, really stoked for her to celebrate this week. Well, she's having a good week, isn't
3: she? She is having a great week. Let's hope <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's
1: hope that continues over the final sort of round before your you know run to the finals there. And you are making a good old run to the final. It's all uh, heating up at the top of the table now. Um, what do you think is behind your side's sort of late find of form? Because you guys really seem to be uh, right in your strides at the moment.
3: Yeah, I think last year we definitely started off with a hiss and a roar, um, and then obviously choked a bit at the end there, so (laughs) I'm happy to be kind of peaking now, which is nice, but I think we're just, yeah, getting used to each other, we've had people in and out with COVID, and and just kind of going with the flow, I think has been our our main focus this year, I guess, Um, but yeah, just kind of taking each week as it goes, and yeah, hopefully keep it going for the next couple
1: of games going with the flow a good mantra for the season because it has been a weird one on <laughs> on that topic we have talked a lot about the mystics in this hour which karen being the mystics biggest fan isn't so stoked with but you guys had that great 21 goal win over them uh obviously no grace Mickey. we saw phoenix karaka in a goal shoot i mean what did you make of that move and the game <laughs> itself
3: i um yeah, the game awesome. Really, really stoked to get the win. Um, yeah, seeing Phoenix because she was at goal defence at the time. Seeing her leave to go down to goal <laughs> shoot, I mean, part of me was like, oh yeah, nice, no more Phoenix. You know, she's such a good player, so to have her down the other end of the court was quite nice. But um, yeah, a bit of a bizarre move. I don't know if it's what I don't know if they got out of it what they wanted to, but. At least she's still sitting at. I think she hundred percent. She
1: got one from one, so she'll be stuck with that. I know she'll be the envy of every shooter across the country. Now she'll be leading the accuracy <laughs> yeah. stat. Damn it! Uh, yeah. But Jay, I guess with the Mystics being a little bit down at the moment, without Grace McKee and things not really going their way, a home final is now really an option for you guys. Have you worked out the equation? Are you talking about that? Um, a little bit, I
3: suppose. We're so. Even with the pulse at the moment, so it's hard to know what you know it's gonna come down to goal differential and stuff like that, but it kind of the idea got floated on Sunday after the game that you know we could potentially be, and you know we've we can make that top spot, it's not completely out of reach we're We're a few games in hand, so um obviously something that we're thinking about in the back of our minds, but yeah, we've got to get there first, we've gotta stay in that top three first, so yeah, hopefully we can just get there.
0: Yeah, hey, Jamie, six points off the Mystics at the top, but you're right, you do have two games in hand, which are, are coming up very soon, a couple uh, double-headers. What, what's sort of the message moving forward into round 12? Obviously, you've got those catch-up games. What sort of, if, if it's Kitty or Maya or Gina or just the team as a whole, what's, what's sort of the portraying message leading into the final games?
3: Um, I think we've had quite a good... Um, quite good momentum the last few games that we've been building um, and had some good wins so I think it's just continuing to do that Um, you know we can't get complacent now we're in the business end so we've just got to keep pushing on hopefully keep you know getting better and better and solidifying all those connections and stuff out on court each week so that we we're putting out a a consistent performance um, and for a full game as well. And I I think, again, like I said before, the goal differential is going to be a massive thing at the end of the um, round robin. So, yeah, trying to maximise that as well, I guess.
0: Yeah, it's definitely heating up and it's going to be very, very exciting to watch. Even though Storm did say I'm a Mystics fan, I am a bigger fan of a, of a tight competition.
1: <laughs> Excellent,
0: Kevin. <laughs> hey, JV, this is a, a special part of the show where we like to get to know our players. So uh, I think Storm may have briefed you. We've got yes. a few quick fire questions for you if you're good to go. Yes. All right. Hey, <laughs>
3: yep, good to go.
0: We'll kick it off. What was the last, last song you played from Spotify?
3: Um, it was Levitating by Dua Lipa. Nice.
0: <laughs> Love it. Dua is the uh, intro intro song yeah. to this show. Yeah. Hey, what is your go to comfort food?
3: <laughs> uh, anything I'm a big sweet tooth, so anything involving chocolate, baking. She's dessert, a great baker. Mm. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> oh Mark Sasha's
0: actually actually mentioned that you're yeah. a great baker. Great so baker. I will I will vouch for that as well. <laughs> Jamie, do you have a favourite other sport?
3: Um, Storm will actually testify to this. I'm actually quite good at tennis.
0: Um, Oh, a bit of action. She's not very good at tennis. Um, (laughs) That's right. We said favourite. We said (laughs) favourite. (laughs) True. We're all allowed. So,
3: yeah, I'm I'm learning to love tennis. Learning to love tennis. Love it.
0: Love it. I love basketball and I'm only five foot eight. So, it's fine. It's just, it's your favourite. Not what you're best at. Jamie. The most famous person you've ever met, and we always say you can't say Storm Purvis, Centurion, Silverfern, no. 162.
3: Oh, gosh, that's actually really hard. Um, oh, I was going to say Storm, I was going to say, um, get <laughs> she played a hundredth There we games. go, that's guys, there we
2: go,
1: Jamie Hume, don't be ridiculous.
3: Nah, I I think maybe maybe Valerie Adams actually. Oh, nice.
0: That's, that's a good one. that's a great one. That is a that's good one. A great one. Hey, Jamie, thank yeah. you so so much for taking time out of your night to join us tonight on Centre Pass and focus. Really, really looking forward to uh, to seeing how the season ends.
1: Thanks, Jay. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Can I just say really quickly? Go hard. Jamie Hume is good at everything. Literally good at everything. So when I said she sucks at tennis, that's that all I was mean. the rumor. Just, she needs something to be that bad. Was at.
0: The Whether it's baking, baking <laughs> to tennis anywhere. Hey, this has been Centre Pass in Focus on E C N Z. Myself, Kieran, filling in for Ricardo, and the wonderful Storm Purvis. We will catch you next week.